If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together. States, individual communities that have united into 48 great states, 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose all divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose, and that's love for country. And to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation and justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all, for all, which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too? Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Test. 
I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend, mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. Good Monday morning, St. Louis, at all points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. This is where you hear the live broadcast every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Central Time. You get the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence, and then the Podcast will be along on this website, as well as Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, you name it. We're everywhere. You can hear us everywhere you want. And we bring you that truth, unlike anyone else. We welcome you into the discussion, 636-348-4460. We fear no, no one's opinion. We welcome them. Try to back them with facts and evidence like we do. We try to use people's own words to indict them in their positions. It's not hard. They usually do. And so we welcome you in. We're happy that you're here on a Monday morning, the day the liberals created. That's why we hate Monday. (laughs) And we do hate it. It was a busy weekend since we left the air on Friday. You may or may not have read in the local newspaper that we are moving our sports show to 590 The Fan. That begins at noon today. We'll be on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Our morning show will stay right here where it is on KevinSlaytonShow.com. So that's the house cleaning. Now you know where we'll be. And you'll also be able to hear the podcast of the sports show here on this website as well. And on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, and the rest. So that's a lot of, a lot of things going on, but that's okay. It's all good. But since we left the air Friday, the most corrupt attorney general in our nation's history, and that is saying a lot since William Barr was the attorney general at one point, has appointed what he calls a special counsel, David Weiss, the same guy that was leading the investigation for five years into Hunter Biden's tax evasion, and constructed a plea deal that even a five-year-old would have mocked, especially given the fact that a black police commissioner in Baltimore was guilty of some of the same infractions as Hunter Biden received a 10-month jail sentence on $50,000 worth of tax income, as opposed to Hunter Biden's millions plus. So it wasn't a fair deal. And yet David Weiss led the plea agreement. It blew up because a judge who has a brain said, hold on a minute here. So what does Merrick Garland do? He doubles down. He now appoints David Weiss special prosecutor. You're going to hear from different people this morning, including Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Turley and Stuart Kaplan and others. Stuart Kaplan's a former FBI agent. 
Saul Weisenberg, a criminal defense attorney, that the appointment of David Weiss as special counsel is against the law. The statute is clear on this, that a special counsel must be appointed from outside of the government. Not just outside of the Department of Justice, as you'll hear Andy McCarthy reiterate, but outside of the government itself. David Weiss is both. He works for the Justice Department and for the government. But liberals don't care. And by the way, liberals who uh, Republicans who call themselves, uh, or excuse me, liberals who call themselves Republicans, William Barr, he doesn't care either. He hired John Durham as a special prosecutor. John Durham was not outside the government. So we have corrupt attorneys general all over the place. This one is just the most corrupt. He he knows that David Weiss is already under investigation by Congress. John Durham, at least, was not under investigation. John Durham had not been working on any other cases involving the Trump administration. David Weiss is the most conflicted appointment of a special counsel in the history of special counseling. And you'll hear from people who are livid with this this morning. Of all of the corruption that encircles the Biden regime, it's hard to say what's the most, but this one comes close. Everyone with a functioning brain understands this is political bias, this is political weaponization, this is a joke. Our government is a joke. This is what happens when you turn the government over to liberals. They are hopelessly corrupt by their very nature. They can't control their lying because they lie every time they open their ugly mouths. It's insidious, actually. You have another liberal, Jamie Raskin, who's one of the most prolific liars in Congress, claiming that Donald Trump changed government into private self-enrichment. This is a guy, Donald Trump, who lost over a billion dollars during his time as president, the only president who's ever lost money while in office in history. But Jamie Raskin says that Donald Trump turned government into an instrument of self-enrichment. Can you? I mean, it's it's hard to, it's hard to just listen to that guy without smacking him around, isn't it? He's such a punk. Liberals are punks, man. I mean, it's so obvious. They're just punks. They're the guy that you knocked the crap out of in the schoolyard when you were growing up. Back when knocking the crap out of somebody in the schoolyard was okay. I mean, you'd get a slap on the wrist by the nuns, but some of them privately winked at you because you got the right guy. They would love to smack the crap out of them, but since you did their job for them, they weren't going to go too hard on you. That's what these people are. They're just punks, schoolyard punks. The difference is they have the power right now. The punks have the power. And make no mistake that Merrick Garland is the epitome of a punk. Listen to this little weasel lie through his teeth to the American public last Friday. Upon considering his request, as well as the extraordinary circumstances relating to this matter, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint him as special counsel. This appointment confirms my commitment to provide Mr. Weiss all the resources he requests. It also reaffirms that Mr. Weiss has the authority he needs to conduct a thorough investigation 
and to continue to take the steps he deems appropriate independently, based only on the facts and the law. This guy's a joke, isn't it? I mean, not a sitcom, what I just heard. Does anybody out there believe that nonsense? Anybody. They think, and to some degree they're right, that the American public is so unmitigatedly stupid that they'll listen to that crap and say, oh, yeah. Well, now there's independence. It's re- it reaffirms Merrick Garland's commitment to give Richard or David Weiss all of the authority that he needs to investigate. And yet, we heard Gary Shapley, the IRS whistleblower who worked under the investigative powers of David Weiss, say this in congressional testimony under oath. This department allowed the president's political appointees to weigh in on whether they're charged the president's son. I watched United States Attorney Weiss tell a room full of senior FBI and IRS senior leaders on October 7th, 2022, that he was not the deciding person on whether charges were filed. That was my red line. He was not the deciding person. So in other words, Merrick Garland was. And Richard Weiss had no authority. Or David Weiss. I always call him Richard Weiss. I don't know why I do that. David Weiss had no authority. And now Garland's telling us this reaffirms that he has full authority. Reaffirms he never had full authority. You blocked him. Gary Shapley told us that. Now, who do you believe? Gary Shapley, who's risking his life and his career coming forward as a whistleblower, or Merrick Garland, who's a weasel who has lied repeatedly to the American public about every single thing, and now the little weasel wants us to believe him in all of his weaselness. Who would believe this guy? I mean, if this guy told me it was raining outside right now, and it is, I wouldn't believe him. I'd look out my window and I'd think some sort of a mirage is taking place. Because if Merrick Garland says it's so, it clearly is not so. These liars in this liberal organization are not just liars. They are prolific liars. I've never seen a group of people so consistently lie with every word they speak. And they do it as an insult to us because they think we're stupid. They are the epitome of the elite elite. We're smart. You're not. We can lie to you because you'll buy it hook, line, and sinker. And liberals out there in the the citizenship do buy it hook, line, and sinker because liberals are stupid. That's another DNA marker for liberals. How about him saying that this is in the public interest? In the public interest. The public interest is Hunter Biden going to jail. That's the public interest. David Weiss now has all the authority he needs. That's a commitment. You heard him. I mean, if Merrick Garland makes a commitment, it's a commitment. He's Mr. Independence, isn't he? It's unreal. Now, he claims he had full authority. That's what he's always claimed. Gary Shapley says, no, you heard him say that under oath. The question then becomes, if he had full authority, as Merrick Garland claims he did, Why the need to name him special prosecutor? Why do you have to reaffirm his full authority? He already had it. That's interesting. 
if I'm running a business and I've got an underling who's a vice president and he's got complete authority over a particular project, and then I name him special supervisor of the, of the specific project, which means he has all the power over this project, why would I do that? The answer is you wouldn't. He already has the power. But Merrick Garland knows that David Weiss didn't have the authority in this case. And you know what else? He still doesn't. It's just another Merrick Garland lie. Anybody who believes that David Weiss has independence to take this investigation and truly follow the law, as Merrick Garland said he would, follow the law and the facts, he said, something liberals have never done. In the history of mankind, liberals never follow the law or the facts. Ever. Name me one instance, and I'll assume there's a million, but you can't. Never. And they won't hear either. We've already seen the facts. We've already heard whistleblower testimony to the facts. We've seen the facts in every possible form and fashion. And none of these people are in jail yet. None of these people have even been indicted. So liberals never follow the law and the facts. Ever, ever, ever. If I could say ever a million times and not put you to sleep, I would do it. Mike Davis is the uh, president of the Article 3 Project. He has a question for Merrick Garland. Why did Attorney General Merrick Garland wait 30 months to make uh, a special counsel appointment here? And why did he pick David Weiss? And the, the answer is that he picked David Weiss because David Weiss has proven to be a loyal Biden foot soldier within the Justice Department. And they did it now because they ran into a roadblock in Delaware called Judge Nareka, who called into question this sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden that we put together. So they're, they're using this special counsel appointment as cover to make Garland look tough when actually what they're doing is they're going to move this case to D.C. or California to protect Biden. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Here's how the liberals react to a judge's decision. They don't like it, so they'll just simply change the law. They'll abide by whatever law they feel like. They'll make a special prosecutor appointment. We don't like the judge's decision, so we'll have a special prosecutor. And that special prosecutor will be the guy that's already loyal to us. He has no independence whatsoever. That's a laugh. That's hilarious to hear Garland say that. Once again, the statute tells you what you have to do if you want an independent counsel. And Garland did none of that. They're not putting it past anybody. Lindsey Graham, all of the people out there. Nobody's buying this. This was a political decision, not a legal decision. They're trying to put out a fire, and they just poured gasoline on it. Nobody in their right mind believes that making him a special counsel, Mr. Weiss, cleans up the mess that's been created. It's about time. On the other hand... Uh, I have some question about Weiss doing it. This is a tent to whitewash the Biden family corruption. I am very fearful that appointing the special counsel is just an attempt to stonewall Congress's investigation of the Biden family. That was Lindsey Graham, Chuck Grassley, and Jason Smith, Congressman Jason Smith from Missouri, the last one, and he's right. That's what this is all about. Congress was going to call David Weiss under oath to testify as to what authority he actually had because he's claimed that the whistleblower is wrong. 
that he, in fact, did have complete authority and that he was never stopped in any jurisdiction from investigating and bringing charges. Gary Shapley, the whistleblower, said he was stopped. He admitted he was stopped. He announced it to the group meeting. Other whistleblowers have confirmed Shapley's account. No one has confirmed Weiss's, except Weiss. So the key here is Merrick Garland decided if I send Weiss in there under oath, he's going to have to lie. What what can I do to prevent him from lying? I can appoint him special prosecutor. That way these weasels can complain that the investigation is ongoing and therefore they, they're not compelled to come in and honor a subpoena and testify. Now this gets back to what I said last week. I said that the Republicans should not be taking a month off They should be staying in Washington and calling Weiss in and every other witness in before somehow the Democrats found a way to block it. And sure enough, I hate to say I was clairvoyant because I don't think it took much to figure out what I figured out. Just think of the rat hole way that you could do something and you'll come up with the liberal way. Because they're rats in a rat hole. That's what they are. To a person. I promise you right now, you don't know a liberal that's any different. You might think you do. You might even be married to one. But don't turn your back on them. That's what I'm telling you. You'll think that's your best friend down the street. No, he's not. It's in their DNA. They can't help themselves. To some degree, you almost feel sorry for them. It's like a mental illness. I'm sorry. It is a mental illness. And that's exactly why I blame the Republicans. You lazy bastards decided to take a month off rather than get Weiss in there to testify. That should have been done before you left town. But either you're too stupid and you think that the Democrats play by the rules, and if you think that, you should all be in a nuthouse. Or you're just lazy. So stupid or lazy, which one is it, Republicans? I would add that you're fat, fat, dumb, and lazy. There's no way to go through life, they said in Animal House. Dean Wormer said that. Some of them are fat, and they're all dumb and lazy. Because you got one choice, dumb or lazy. Which one is it? That's the only reason you didn't compel Weiss to testify before you left town for your month-long vacation. Anybody else out there get a month-long vacation? I always have to ask that. Nobody I know. You wouldn't have a job, probably. Andrew McCarthy is a guy that I respect tremendously. He's a former U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York. He knows how these things work. He knows the inner workings of that office. And he says that this is a complete sham. This is a sham. There is no special counsel investigation, and there is no Biden investigation. The special counsel regulations, what makes a special counsel special is that you're a lawyer who's brought in from outside the United States government, not just outside the Justice Department, outside the government. This U.S. attorney uh, is being appointed, notwithstanding that he is an attorney who's a top official in the Biden Justice Department, and Garland made clear is going to remain a top (laughs) official in the Biden Justice Department. This is the Biden Justice Department's vehicle for maintaining control of an investigation that they are not pursuing. They've had the case for five years. They've never indicted it. 
They're strategically allowing the statute of limitations to run to the point that the 2014 and 2015 conduct, which covers most of the $21 million that the congressional investigation report showed this week, that's already time barred. And it's time barred because David Weiss himself decided to let those charges die rather than bring an indictment. They're not doing anything that you would do if there was an actual investigation, and he can't be a special counsel because he's inside the government, and the point of having a special counsel is to bring in someone from outside the government who we can trust to do a credible investigation. I wouldn't trust anybody that either party brought in as a special counsel. There is no such thing anymore as an independent investigator. No such thing. They've proven that to us time after time after time. Look at the people they call in. I don't trust John Durham. I don't trust any of them. Because in order to be appointed a special counsel, you have to have been a crony of one of these corrupt bastards that's in office. So that tells me you're right there with them in lockstep. As frightening as that is, that's our government. Andrew McCarthy's 100% right. They're not investigating the Bidens. When has the Department of Justice been investigating the Bidens? They're not investigating Hunter Biden. This thing's been going on for five years. He's right. They've allowed the statute of limitations to expire. Who did that? David Weiss. Or I love it how Mike Davis refers to him, Weiss. That's just a mockery of him. Weiss Biden. Jonathan Turley Catherine Herridge, who's now a reporter for CBS, understand the chilling effect of this on any testimony now regarding the Bidens and Hunter Biden's investigation by calling Weiss in. This insulates Weiss and the Department of Justice more than it necessarily moves the investigation forward. Mm. And he's going to be able now to say that there's an ongoing investigation. I'd love to answer these questions, but pound sand. The appointment of a special counsel would have the effect of delaying a resolution on the Hunter Biden matter. And it would certainly delay any anticipated testimony from the U.S. attorney in Delaware to Republicans on Capitol Hill. It's not going to delay any Weiss testimony. It's going to eliminate it. He won't have to testify now. Way to go, Comer. Way to go, Jordan. Way to go, McCarthy. You three lunkheads have done it again. I mean, how can you be that stupid and not see what they're going to do? The minute you said you were going to bring Weiss in to testify, this thing was put in motion. And then you gave them the opening they needed by taking off a month. Nice going. Carpe diem to you morons. God, there's just nothing but morons in that entire city. They're disgusting little lizard morons, but they're still morons. Listen to this lib moron by the name of Joyce Vance. Now, you know, as what we've just told you, you've heard Andrew McCarthy, who's an independent guy. He didn't vote for Trump. Jonathan Turley didn't vote for Trump. These are legal experts. You've heard them talk about what the special counsel requirements are in order to be appointed. Outside of the government, outside of the Department of Justice, But a liberal by the name of Joyce Vance says that this appointment screams independence. 
This decision to make Weiss a special counsel is another marker that DOJ is renewing its independence during the Biden administration. This insulates decision making about the president's son from political appointees. <laughs> if you were married to her and you didn't divorce her immediately, and the grounds for divorce would be I'm married to a stooge. A political stooge of the Liberal Party, Your Honor, that means I'm married to someone who's legitimately insane, mentally disabled, and I can't take it anymore. She's clearly a pathological liar, and no one should be forced to remain in a marriage to someone like that. I would rid my life of her so fast it wouldn't be funny. It actually is funny listening to her. These people say these things with a straight face. This renews the independence. You hired a crony. You hired a guy who's on the payroll of the Biden regime, you dumbass. God, she's nuts. Comer rightly points out that this is obstruction. I don't think we need any more evidence to show that the Department of Justice is trying to obstruct our investigation. I think Merrick Garland made that argument for us today. We're going to continue to follow the money. Well, follow the money, but also, at some point, I, I don't care about impeachment of Biden because it's not going anywhere. And it's probably not going to go anywhere if you impeach anybody because you've got the Senate controlled by the liberals. That's why it's a waste of time. But like Biden, I would make sure I have all of my ducks in order with regard to Garland. And the minute the Republicans get in office, have an attorney general who's a, pull, a, 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 a pit bull, Cash Patel, Josh Hawley come to mind every time I mention that. Who will go after not only the Biden crime family, but Merrick Garland himself. Merrick Garland needs to be put behind bars. He is a criminal. And I, want, I don't want impeachment of him. It's a waste of time. Don't waste our money anymore. It's meaningless. What's meaningful is win the election and then put them in jail. Build your case now while you've got the power in the House. Lay it all out, as you have done on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and then turn it over to the DOJ when the DOJ is actually not corrupt. It's incredible. Jonathan Turley understands this. Merrick Garland just appointed a special counsel that is a not only outside, not outside of the government, not outside of the Department of Justice, but is under investigation himself. Merrick Garland appointed someone who's under a cloud of suspicion. He's literally being investigated by Congress for his conduct and handling of the prior Hunter Biden investigation. Mm. Uh, it, it, it flips the special counsel law on its head. <laughs> You couldn't make this up if you tried. Try taking this in some sort of a screenplay form to a Hollywood producer and saying, you know, th this this could really be believable. People would believe this storyline. They would laugh at you and tell you to get out of their office before they call the police. That there's nothing believable about that. If you took in them this story, you have a president's family milking the system for hundreds of well, maybe not hundreds of millions, but tens of millions that they've already uncovered. You have complete evidence of that, overwhelming evidence. 
Then when the congressional investigators get close, you appoint a special counsel against the statute. So you do it illegally. And the person you appoint is already under investigation by that very Congress. And he's a crony. I mean, he's had a whistleblower testify against him. And you took that into a Hollywood producer and you said, hey, this is believable. They'd say, you're nuts. Get out of here. It isn't believable, except in this country at this time. Because it's actually happening. Those are the facts. Anybody with a functioning brain understands that Joe Biden and his crime family have been caught dead to rights. They're finished. The evidence is overwhelming. I don't care what the liberals try to tell you, and they'll keep telling you this forever. But they also told you that the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't real. Just remember that. And that it was Russian disinformation. They also told you that the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia. Just remember that. They told you a lot of lies, so this is just another one. They'll continue to try to tell you that the Bidens are innocent. Everybody knows they're not. You don't just show up with mansions on the beach. It just doesn't happen on a congressional salary, unless you're stealing. And the Bidens were stealing. Stuart Kaplan's a former FBI agent. What are your thoughts on this announcement by the weasel Merrick Garland? Today was astonishing to me. Uh, does Merrick Garland really think the American people are that stupid? When I yes. heard this today, to me it was akin as a prison warden helping a prisoner escape and then the attorney general assigns the prison warden to conduct the very investigation in connection with him helping that prisoner. It's it's pathetic. It, it, it Look, I don't even know what to say. There is zero confidence or integrity in our Department of Justice at this point. It's a circus. It is a circus. Complete circus. A script or screenplay that even Oliver Stone, the father of conspiracies, would reject. Because you can't believe it. Usually, a movie, even though it's fiction, has some believability to it or it wouldn't be successful. Well, that could happen. Despite the fact that 90% of it is absurd and couldn't happen. Some of it is. But in this case, you'd say none of this could happen. And yet it is happening. It's the height of hypocrisy, Saul Weisenberg says, a criminal defense lawyer, what what Garland is doing. It was just the height of hypocrisy for him to say in his press conference, pursuant to the regulations, I'm appointing I'm appointing David Weiss as special counsel because it's laid out right there. You have to be not just outside the Department of Justice. You have to be outside the United States government. Pursuant to the regulations. He even lies about that. He kind of lies about everything. I'm not even sure if his name's Merrick Garland. Can we be sure? He says it is, but that leads me to believe he's lying that he has another name. Because he lies about everything. What a weasel. When you were in school and you saw that guy sitting in the corner, you want to avoid that guy at all costs. He's the guy that would remind the teacher to give you homework on Friday as you're getting ready to go home. Merrick Garland, he's that guy. All of these people remind us of the mob. You can make so many connections from the Biden regime to the Nazis, 
you can make the connections from the Biden regime to how the mob is structured. I mean, the Biden family has, you know, the Gambino crime family has nothing on the Biden crime family, nothing. Our director of research was digging into that over the weekend, and she came up with Michael Francis. I think I'm saying his name right. Michael Francis was a capo in the Colombo crime family in New York. He understands what he's seeing because he's seen it before. You know, I was indicted and pled guilty to, it was a racketeering case, but the underlying act was I was defrauding the government out of tax on every gallon of gasoline. We devised a scheme. I ran it for eight years where we were selling gasoline and just keeping the tax money. And I had oh 18, 18 shell companies, 18 of them. They did nothing. They had no brick and mortar. They had no employees. They, they had no service. All we did was create a corporation so that we can open up a bank account. And the money that flowed in there was all illegal money. It was all tax money that we were taking from the government. There was no other purpose for the, for the company. And that's exactly the same thing that the Bidens are doing. There's no brick and mortar. They provide no service. There's nothing but a, a bank account in order to collect money. It's been shown that there was, you know, I don't, a hundred and some odd suspicious activity reports from the banks. Yeah. This is a dead giveaway that this money is, is bad money coming from someplace. And, uh, you know, it's, I just hope it's exposed because he's a bad guy. I took responsibility for what I did. I walked away from a life that I knew was no good. Uh, but to have a president in office that's doing these kind of things that was elected, you know, to to provide for the welfare of the people and protect the country and basically is treasonous in my view. Carpe quadruple diem to Michael Francis or Francisi from the Colombo crime family. How bad is it when a guy who's a mobster says Biden is following my plan of criminality to a T. I, however, had enough honor and integrity to own up to it when I got caught, serve my time, and turn my life around. The Bidens don't. The Bidens don't have the honor and integrity of the Colombo crime family. This is a joke. You'd think I was making this up. But there's a member of the Colombo crime family telling you that. That Biden, the Bidens are traitors. And they are traitors. Michael Francisi wasn't president of the United States. He was involved in the Colombo crime family. But he had shell corporations. No brick and mortar. No legitimate business interests. Just to get a bank account to move money. All these shell corporations that Jamie Comer and his staff have discovered moved money for the Bidens into Biden family bank accounts, grandchildren, nieces, nephews. As Michael Francisi said, hey, I didn't get the money directly either. It came to me later. Same with Biden. They got to protect him. Michael Francisi wonders why reporters aren't asking Biden these questions. Every every reporter in every news conference should be asking this question until it gives an answer. And there is no answer. That's why it cannot be answered. There is no answer because it's an obvious situation for me. And, you know, this whole idea that, you know, he's not collecting money directly. Well, so what? I didn't collect money directly either. But eventually it came to me. Mm. 
you know, it's it's uh, it's beyond my understanding why these questions are not being asked to him every single day. This is absolutely so, a crime. Absolutely a crime. From a guy who knows what a crime is, a guy who committed the same crime, got caught, got indicted, got charged, got convicted, did jail time. Franzisi's right. Well, they say Biden hasn't gotten a check or gotten any money himself. So what? It's coming. It comes around to Biden later, just as it did to him. People say, well, it hasn't. Well, it doesn't matter. Biden's the one who was using his office to get it. There's so many fronts to attack Biden on on these crimes. It's not, it's laughable. Franzisi also has a, has a business analogy for all the liberals who say, well, where's the evidence? We're in a room. I'm having a meeting with somebody that wants me to be an executive producer on a film that they uh, that they're creating. Right. And uh, they're asking me, well, you know, why should I make you executive producer? Can you help get this film done? And I start to talk and then all of a sudden, hold a second. You know, my my father's on the phone. He's calling me. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The weather's great out here. I'm just in a meeting talking with somebody. Yeah, Dad, I'll talk to you soon. I hang up the phone. They said, well, what does your father do? Well, he's the head of Universal Studios. Oh, okay. Let's continue our conversation. What does that mean right there? Mm -hmm. That means this guy now knows that I have the connection to get whatever I want done with you, so you're going to hire me. It's the same thing that's going on there. Biden doesn't have to say anything on the phone. Just the fact that he calls in when you're sitting in a meeting with his son uh, lets that person believe, okay, I have the, the power through this young man here I'm sitting with to get whatever I need done. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on and that people don't see through this. Uh, and they're not asking the so, right question. Well, I would tell Michael Francisi this. People don't see through it because the, the uh, Democrats are right. People aren't very smart. I'm sorry to mention this to you, Stuart Kaplan and Saul Weisenberg, but they're not very smart. Yes, they think the American people are this stupid, and they do it for, they believe it for good reason. They know that 50% of this country isn't that smart. Liberals are stupid people. They get it, they take advantage of it. The problem with Republicans, among many, is that they're really naive. They really think you can fight fairly against these kinds of criminals. Well, you can't. If a mobster tells you, meet me on the corner of 5th and Broadway at 3 in the morning, but don't worry, I won't have a gun, do you believe him? If you do, you're a fool. Much like if a liberal tells you to meet you there and says, I won't have a gun. Do you believe him? If you do, you're a fool. They don't care if somebody ends up dead. They couldn't care less. In fact, it's very good for their business. If the right person ends up dead, just ask the Clintons. It is amazing how most of Washington makes all of their money, these criminal congressmen and senators and women, by selling themselves to different companies, the lobbyists for those companies. That's how a lot of them make their money. In the Biden's case, though, they went well beyond that. They go to different countries, most of which are our direct and most pervasive enemies, and they shake them down. And all of their shenanigans put us at risk. Our national security has never been shakier than it is now. 
And it's for one reason, the Bidens. They've put us in this position, along with people like Eric Swalwell, Mitch McConnell, whose wife is a Chinese Communist Party member. She might tell you she's not. But her family business is with the Communist Chinese Party. And the McConnells make money off of that. While what the McConnells do, are doing is probably legal, you don't want the majority, a minority leader of the Senate to be involved in that. He should be out immediately. I think he's a criminal. We know that he's a Chinese sympathizer. We know that. As Archie Bunker said last night on All in the Family, a black guy doesn't stand a Chinaman's chance. (laughs) There's some great words of wisdom on that show, I'm telling you. But it's amazing how this guy can be involved with China and not a peep is heard. We know what Biden has done with China, and rightly so. We, we are hearing about it on Fox and Newsmax, but no other places except here. But no one talks about McConnell except us. Because we believe in bringing it to you fairly. We don't care if it's a Republican. McConnell's case, McConnell has no business. Here's another decrepit old man who stares at the camera like he looks like he saw a ghost for five minutes before somebody rushes to his aid, get him out of a position of power. He can't, he's inept. First of all, he's inept. Secondly, he's physically compromised and mentally compromised. He's no better than Biden. I've never been able to understand McConnell. Talks like he's got shit in his mouth, which he probably does have. But why is this guy continuing in there? Why is the criminal, the unbelievable criminal Schumer? These people's levels of criminality is off the charts. I mean, it's unbelievable. Let's remind you, shall we, of why Chuck Schumer is a criminal. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. And Kavanaugh just about did pay the price, as we now know. An assassin was dispatched to his house. Praise God that he was caught, but he almost wasn't. He almost wasn't. It's pretty incredible all on its face, isn't it? And yet there he is, not only walking around, not in jail, but he also just secured $100 million for New York because they can't withstand the illegal surge in New York City. What? What about Texas? What about Arizona? Kirsten Sinema is furious with him, as she should be. New York's not a border state. Why should they be getting any aid for illegals? So why isn't Schumer in jail? That's the question. Because it's a joke. That's why. 
It's always been a joke. We got a president who sits on the beach all weekend while people in Hawaii have their lives turned upside down. Many have have died. If you're not suspicious of what went on in Hawaii and to how an entire city on an island of Maui gets destroyed by fire, what are you suspicious of? That's not how it happens. Somebody doesn't just strike a match in a bale of dry hay and the whole city burns down. Something happened there, and it isn't good. I'm not sure why, what the motive was, but you can bet your ass there is one. And you can bet that this wasn't an accident. The, the problem would be discovering the reason. Would it be simply another distraction by the liberals? They'll do that. They don't care who gets killed as long as you keep the eye off of them. And it's working because that's all the media covers now is the Hawaii situation. Anything to put the Bidens on the back page. But that did not happen accidentally. And if you think it did, you're a fool. You're a worse fool than anybody could ever imagine you to be. How can you be that stupid would be the question. And if you think these indictments are legitimate, if you think that, always remember what Biden said. Don't ever forget it. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. That's the quiet part said out loud by the complete buffoon. But don't believe that Hawaii burned. Come on, people. You've got to understand that that was not your ordinary house fire. But it has successfully gotten the Bidens out of the limelight. Probably took the heat off, no pun intended, Merrick Garland's insidious announcement on Friday, the Dead News Day. There's always a reason why they do these things. Friday announcement by Weasel Boy. Fire in Hawaii that burns an entire city of Americans, kills at least 55. People jumping into the ocean to avoid the flames. Can you imagine how bad it must have been? It reminds you of 9-11 when the people were trapped up high on those buildings and those towers. And the, the heat and flames were so bad that they jumped. At least the people in Hawaii had the ocean to jump into. But something's up in Hawaii. That fire didn't just start accidentally. You hear people's testimony over there that usually they even have a test every month for sirens to blare. Nothing happened. No warnings, no alerts. People were caught off guard until they were on fire. But it's a distraction, isn't it? And a successful one. You see all of the networks, including Fox and Newsmax, running the Hawaii situation as the lead story. Not Biden. Not the special counsel. 
Just understand what's going on. They don't care who dies. You say, oh, that's strong. Well, it's meant to be strong because it's true. You explain to me how that fire started. If it wasn't deliberate and it wasn't designed as a distraction to protect the Bidens in some way. The only question is, not was it deliberate, was it set by the liberals? The the question is, what are they going to do next? What disaster will take the lives of innocent Americans next in order for Biden to be protected? That's the question you need to ask, because it might be you. Might well be you. Remember Ivermectin? Remember how the liberals told you and the Bidens told you, Biden administration, the regime told you, Fauci told you, Burks told you, Ivermectin was no good, Neil Cavuto told you that hydroxychloroquine could kill people and that Trump was wrong to promote it, even though, as we know, hydroxychloroquine and Ivermectin were spectacularly effective against COVID. Neil Cavuto still has a job. Tucker Carlson doesn't. Tells you what Fox is all about. Tucker Carlson told the truth. Neil Cavuto lied. Neil Cavuto cost people their lives. Neil Cavuto cost people their lives. People who would otherwise have tried hydroxychloroquine and died didn't do so because of people like Neil Cavuto telling them it could kill them. When the truth is, it saved lives. And so did ivermectin. And now comes the FDA and admits to that. Well, they admit to that, but did the Biden regime come forward and issue an apology? Has Fauci apologized? Burks? The uh, imbecile who used to run the F- uh, the uh, Control Disease Center, whatever you call that, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, did she come forward? Walensky? No, she didn't. None of them apologized. Did they apologize not only to us, but to Ron Johnson, the senator, who fought like hell? Do the doctors believe ivermectin could have saved lives, Ron Johnson? Uh, they, they believe that probably hundreds of thousands of Americans lost their lives because they were denied early treatment. And they're denied it because the FDA sabotaged, for example, ivermectin, who said, come on, y'all, you're, you're not a cow, you're not a horse. You know, this is... This was supposedly horse medicine. No, this was a Nobel Prize-winning uh, medicine that, that could could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. It did save many, many lives because people, you did have doctors with the courage to uh, and the compassion to actually treat patients using it and putting at risk their medical license. Not only putting at risk, they didn't just put at risk their medical license. People lost their medical license. And that's the sadness of the whole story. Imagine being a doctor. Many doctors across the U.S. lost their licenses or were dismissed from their practices for prescribing ivermectin. Dr. Meryl Nass had her license suspended by a licensing board in Maine after she prescribed ivermectin by way of telemedicine. A Florida doctor was fired from a Florida hospital board meeting for testifying that ivermectin was effective against covid This all happened. And now the FDA is clearly acknowledging that doctors have the authority to prescribe human ivermectin to treat COVID. What did we tell you back then? 
We told you. We're not doctors, but we're telling you what doctors, reputable doctors are saying. I took ivermectin. I got rid of COVID in two days. And I would take anything the government told me not to take. Anything, just as I did back then. And I didn't worry. I had complete confidence that what the doctors were telling me was accurate and what the government was telling me was a lie. The doctors had no reason to lie. What have I always told you? You can always tell the liar by figuring out who has the greater gift, or excuse me, the greater gain by lying. The government did. Because they didn't want you to take ivermectin. They wanted you to take the booster, the vaccine. The doctors are honest people. They wanted you to get healthy. Imagine being a doctor, going through all of that schooling, all of those boards. You develop your practice, and along comes the government and takes your license away because you're helping people. Now, I hope, and I'm sure they will, every single doctor that lost their license or got suspended will sue the holy hell out of this government. And those are the kinds of lawsuits that you'll never hear about. Because they'll get filed and they'll be quietly settled. And that will be more of your tax money wasted to support the corruption that is this government. Ivermectin. Talk about a hill to draw your sword on. Good Lord. Why did they not, why did they not like ivermectin? I told you that they wanted you to take the vaccine. But even more so, ivermectin's inexpensive. They can't make millions off of it. And they didn't like that. They would rather you die than them not make money. When are you going to wake up and realize that? I mean, how many times do you have to be banged over the head with a two-by-four? And then it still doesn't sink in for a lot of people. They still trust these rotten bastards. I thank God that God gave me the common sense to not listen to government and to listen to doctors. I mean, it's just incredible that people wouldn't take ivermectin, but they wouldn't. They thought I was crazy. I said, you're crazy. You go ahead and suffer. Boom. I got the antibodies and I took ivermectin. Man, I, I tell you what, I've never been healthier, faster in my life. And what did the government do? They kept lying to you. And now we've got Mitchie McConnell, who speaks up and says he doesn't think we should be impeaching Biden. I happen to agree with him there, although not for the same reasons. He doesn't want Biden impeached because he doesn't want more exposure to the Chinese corruption in this country since he's involved in it. I think it's a waste of time. Ted Cruz admits that McConnell is clueless. Look, I, I have no idea what Mitch knows or doesn't know. I will tell you there are very few people in the Senate that are following quote closely the details of what's happening here. Part of the reason is Senate Democrats want to have nothing to do with it. So we won't have a single hearing for the next two years in the Senate Judiciary Committee on any of this because the Democrats do not care. Not a single Democrat cares whether the president of the United States has received millions of dollars of bribes from foreign nationals. It doesn't matter because they put partisan politics above the rule of law. I, I will say, look, when the Democrats 
abused the impeachment power by, by impeaching Trump twice because they hated him. The impeachments were bogus. They, they, they were not well-grounded factually or legally. I said at the time they were setting into motion a process where impeachment becomes a weapon each side uses against the other. And I think that's a bad dynamic. It is a bad dynamic, and I agree with Senator Cruz completely. Crazy, isn't it? This McConnell, even Ted Cruz knows he has no idea what McConnell thinks or does because McConnell's a, a, just a lunatic old man. Just get these old codgers the hell out of there. Chuck Grassley still remains in charge of his faculties to some degree, but he's too old. Get him out of there. You're too damn old. There's a point where your age does become a factor. It's normal. I don't think ivermectin can cure that. I wish it could. But I don't think it can. But he's right. The senators, the Senate doesn't have any, the Democrats don't have any interest in uncovering the corruption of the Biden regime. And the tip-off on that is, how many times do they tell you that Weiss is a Trump appointee? They tell you that because they think that you should believe Weiss if you're a Republican, well, if Weiss says so, then we have to believe it because, after all, he's a Trump appointee, so therefore he'll side with Donald Trump. That's how the liberal appointees work, but it's not how the conservative appointees work. We've seen evidence of that left and right. But the point is he's not a Trump appointee. He was an, he was an acting U.S. attorney under Biden, Obama, and Trump simply retained him because he was working on some sort of an investigation at the time, and I can't remember what it was. But they want you to believe that because he's a Trump attorney, we're supposed to believe him. Because that's what they do. Their attorneys appointed by Biden or Obama will do everything for them and everything against the American people and against the conservatives. Make no mistake, when people say this country is divided, Liberals and conservatives are completely different animals nowadays. You know, Robert Kennedy likes to say that liberal means free. And maybe it did at one point. And maybe you can hearken back to your uncle and your dad, and they were true Democrats who believed in helping people. And I truly believe they were. But if they were alive today, they'd be Republicans. And that's why I think Robert Kennedy should be a Republican But the reason he's not is because he has a better chance of beating Biden than Trump. (laughs) And that's a fact. Jack. Even John Bolton, who hates Trump as much as any liberal does, and I'm sure Bolton deep down inside is a liberal, knows that this indictment from Jack Smith is like playing Russian roulette. It is a modified form of Russian roulette. If he is acquitted... Uh, or a hung jury uh, results, which I think would be understood by most people as being the equivalent of acquittal, uh, I think he would get the Republican nomination and he could quite possibly win the election on the back of that. Well, first of all, he's already got the Republican nomination. They should stop this nonsense, these debates. Stop it. Donald Trump is your nominee. Nobody's going to beat him. We all know that. I love listening to the other ones claim that they're going to be the nominee with 3% of the polling. (laughs) You could throw your name out there tomorrow and probably get 1%. Just your name would show up 
enough to get 1%. I get a kick out of it. Keep in mind the people who recommended Weiss be retained by the Trump presidency. And remember, when you first come into office, you've got all of these things thrown at you, filling these government jobs. Every president that comes in asks the previous Department of Justice members to all resign. I don't think that's right. I don't think any president should do that. They can't all be criminals, can they? Find out what their performance levels are like. That's how you judge people and whether you keep them or get rid of them. If their work is politically motivated, you get rid of them. If it's not, if it's open, honest, and fair, you retain them. Isn't that what you want? But David Weiss was recommended by two Democrats, one of them Chris Coons. I wouldn't listen to a thing that Munchkin said. Not a thing. I got distracted momentarily. Every time I see Biden riding his bike, I hope he falls. Is that mean of me? Am I letting my disgust and hatred for the whole Biden crime family infect me like the liberals are infected by Trump derangement syndrome? No, because I act on facts. I detest the Bidens because they're corrupt bastards. That's why if they had the economy humming along and the country humming along and the country recognized and respected internationally and our credit rating not getting downgraded like it did the other day by Moody, I'd be thrilled with Biden. That's what Trump had, but they hated him anyway. They hated him anyway. And this entire indictment process is approaching urban legend, according to Jonathan Turley. And it's really approaching the urban legend uh, status uh, because he's not charged with with incitement. He's not charged with insurrection. He's not charged with seditious conspiracy. He's not charged with all of those things the Democrats impeached him on the second time. Uh, so they're really big footing the Constitution here. It's not there. Uh, but the question is, what is here? And I have to tell you, this is pretty thin soup in my view. Uh, they have a colossal constitutional problem that they will have to overcome from the outset. They have to establish all of these linchpins that he not only believed that uh, the, the truth of the matter, that he understood he was lying, but then he played a criminal role in getting these other individuals to take the steps mentioned uh, in the indictment. Uh, that is a very difficult uh, case to prove. It's an impossible case to prove because all of the law, all of the law is in Trump's favor. Now the question becomes, will they get it out of Washington, D.C.? Because that's going to be the key to whether or not there's a conviction at the state level. Because if it stays in D.C., I believe Donald Trump will be convicted at the state level. He'll win on appeal, but they'll call it a conviction just like they call it an impeachment. It's reached a point of absurdity when Abby Lowell, who is the high-priced attorney for Hunter Biden, remember Hunter Biden, the guy who couldn't pay his child support, has a, has a very high-priced attorney, about five, seven, five to $700 an hour, maybe more. He actually had the nerve to say on a Sunday morning television show yesterday <laughs> that his client, Hunter Biden, has done nothing wrong, nothing. Here's again what we know, five years thorough investigation looking at the Chinese, the energy company, 
the other foreign businesses he did. That was not something that wasn't looked at. Think of it this way. What did this group of prosecutors who are Republicans appointed by Donald Trump, what did they have as a motive to turn the other way to anything that they found that would have indicated wrongdoing against Hunter Biden? There was none. And that's what is missing in the equation. Mm -hmm. Everybody keeps yelling that this was some sort of deal that was too good. What's not too good, what it's about it is that it reflects the five-year investigation. And no one has come up with a reason why anybody who was on the prosecution team would have gone easy on Hunter Biden if any of that that you just set out had ever been the case. (laughs) These guys will compromise their integrity if they have any. If they have a good reputation, they don't care if they ruin it. They'll say anything. No one has found a reason why they consider this a bad plea. Everybody has given a thousand reasons. Hunter himself said he was guilty, you jackass. That's what a guilty plea is all about. You're admitting guilt to some things to avoid bigger things. He's already pled guilty. And yet this jackass goes around telling people Hunter Biden's done nothing wrong and nobody says he has. <laughs> Where do these people live? And, of course, the coward Maureen Brennan on CBS just lets him say it. She doesn't challenge him and say, are you some kind of a nutcase? Because you sure seem like it. God. (laughs) It's too good, folks. It's good entertainment. I'm telling you, it's sitcom stuff, but no producer will accept it. None. None. Peter Schweitzer, one of the last remaining good investigative reporters, loved listening to Devin Archer. Now, remember, Devin Archer's testimony was printed in transcript form last week. We were able to hear it all by way of reading it. And it's devastating. And Peter Schweitzer used that same word, devastating. I think that Devin Archer's testimony was absolutely devastating. Um, I was concerned going in. Keep in mind that his lawyer uh, works at Boy Schiller, which is where Hunter Biden was a lawyer from 2009 to 2014. That firm has a long association with the Bidens and the Democratic Party, uh, but it did not dissuade uh, his testimony. And I thought Devin Archer was measured and focused and key because having studied this since 2016, uh, he is really Really the guy with the business acumen of all the people that are sort of revolving around Hunter Biden with these various entities that were set up. Devin Archer was the adult in the room in terms of how this business should be structured. Uh, and he confirmed everything uh, that everybody assumed the worst of, which is that Joe Biden was the product that this firm was selling. Uh, and he unequivocally said any, you know, people discussing or claiming that he was not involved with his uh, son's business uh, is is uh, totally and completely incorrect. That would include every liberal, every media person from the liberal media. How could you say that Joe Biden was not involved? You heard the capo this morning from the Colombo family right here on our show. He described it to you step by step. It doesn't matter if he actually got paid. He will get paid. But he did get paid. So when the Transactions were made. They didn't go right into his account, but they did later. And now we find out he's got an offshore account, and then we hear nothing about it. 
Did that just disappear too with the fires in Hawaii? Here's another story they don't cover. Virginia Tech soccer player, remember Kirsten Henning? She was benched because she refused to kneel during the national anthem. Can you imagine benching a player for not kneeling during the playing of your national anthem? She got a $100,000 settlement from Virginia Tech. Good for you, Kirsten Henning. That'll give you a good jump start to your life simply because you honored the flag. Nice going. Do they broadcast that story anywhere? No, but they'll give you a full dose of Megan Rapinoe, won't they? Full dose. But nothing about a real hero, Kirsten Henning, and any other girl soccer players who refuse to kneel. What is with this game of follow the leader? And when you're following the leader, make sure you're following a real leader, not a Colin Kaepernick. Good God, people. What the hell's wrong with you? You you follow that cue or the cue from Megan Rapino? What is wrong with you people? You really can't be that stupid. But I think you are. But just remember, Peter Schweitzer might be incorrect because Biden said he never talked business. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their business. And remember how much money has already been uncovered by Comer's committee. $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? $50 million. That's what they found so far. If you're a math genius, you know that's halfway to 100. And now Biden wants more money for Ukraine. Remember how passionate he was talking about Ukraine? We will not waver. We will not waver. I mean that. Our commitment to Ukraine will not weaken. We will stand for liberty and freedom today, tomorrow, and for as long as it takes. I've never heard him that enthusiastic about any policy for American people. But apparently for Ukrainians, he really digs it. And John Kirby says Americans want more for Ukraine. I think the American people understand what's at stake here. They know it's not just about Ukrainian sovereignty or Ukrainian lives. It's about Mr. Putin and stopping him in his tracks before he can go any further. I think we can all understand that if he just gets Ukraine, if he gets if he gets what he wants and he pulls Ukraine back into Russia, where does it stop? And the cost in blood and treasure to the American people, uh, to our to our financial health, obviously would be greater, at, much greater at risk. Let's hear what he said at the beginning of that again. I think the American people understand what's at stake here. They know. We understand what's at stake here. So we're supporting more money to Ukraine. Well, that's not what the polls say. 55% say no more funding. In February of 2022, 62% said we should do more. Now 55% say we shouldn't do more. That's a huge swing that John Kirby apparently is not aware of. A huge swing. Vivek Ramaswamy is running for president. He's been in Iowa. He knows what's going on in Ukraine. 
And the first thing he would do as president? I've actually been very clear. I've been the only presidential candidate who has been this clear that the first thing we need to do is clean house, shut down the FBI, refurbish the DOJ. I'm the only candidate to actually pledge to pardon Trump for all of these political persecutions through prosecutions, even peaceful January 6th protesters on down. I'm also happy to go on record. I heard you talking about it before. I'm on record going in favor of an impeachment inquiry on Biden because I personally believe the Ukraine war is indeed a repayment for a bribe made, now sending $200 billion of taxpayer money in the other direction. But what I've said is let me fast forward to January 21st, 2025, my second day in office, after we've issued those pardons, after we've set into motion shutting down the FBI, not just reforming it, actually restoring the integrity of our government. Carpe diem Vivek Ramaswamy. Can you say Vice President Ramaswamy? Because I believe if Donald Trump is paying close attention here, there's your vice president. Trump Ramaswamy on the ticket. How spectacular would that be? I mean, that would be spectacular. If the Republicans want to be serious about winning, that's your ticket. Now, I would also talk with Candace Owens, Winsome Fears in Virginia. She's the lieutenant governor there. Carrie Lake. There's a lot of great candidates for vice president. None of them are named Chris Christie or Ron DeSantis or Mike Pence or Nikki Haley. Maybe Tim Scott. But I would, right now, Vivek has shot up to the top of the list for me. Although if Candace Owens would do it, I'd still pick her. Sorry, Vivek. But he's right about this Ukraine being repayment for a bribe. That's exactly what it is. I mean, at first you started saying to yourself, why why do we keep sending money? Okay, originally, let's help them out. But then it just keeps up, and you know it can't happen. You know they're not going to win. The only way that Ukrainians win is if we go fight the battle for them. And no one's in favor of that, although Biden might do it eventually. Liberals love wars. So go do it anyway. But this is repayment of the bribe. This keeps Zelensky quiet. And, of course, since Zelensky's a criminal thug himself, he's got to stay quiet. Can you imagine how much in kickbacks that clown has gotten? And who goes over there the other day but fat-ass Chris Christie over to Ukraine? Good for you, Vivek. He's not giving any more money to Ukraine. Now, why would we? Adam Kinzinger, though, he says it's all Tucker Carlson's fault. I blame nobody except the leaders of the Republican Party who have gone along with the Twitter trolls out there and the the Tucker Carlson's simply because it seems easier at the moment. So Chris Christie going and doing this and Mike Pence earlier, uh, it's good to see. And I would love to see other candidates, frankly, go do this. This guy actually gets paid by CNN to pontificate on matters of politics. He's just a little punk. But since they bought him and paid for him in his January 6th nonsense, they now use him in employment. He knew that. He knew he was finished as a Republican. He would never get reelected. They redrew his district. He would never get reelected. So he sold his soul to Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats at CNN. And he's the kind of guy that when you hear him talk, you do the opposite and do it quickly.
quickly. Emma Jo Morris is the one of the political editors at Breitbart. And she understands where we are. She's right there with Vivek Ramaswamy in terms of our institutions in this country. I was reading that political headline of the 51 former intelligence officials say that this is Russian disinformation, and I kind of burst it out laughing because it's just so preposterous. It's so ridiculous. It's beyond parody. It's absolutely beyond parody, and we all know it. And there's this thing that we have to, I guess, pretend to take that claim seriously. But um, I think that the reason why people so resonated with that is because our institutions have zero credibility, like zero credibility. And yet everybody in Washington and in New York um, and in the establishment walks around pretending that these are serious people. And I just couldn't do that. Mm. And I think that that was what was so powerful about that testimony. And it wasn't necessarily recalling the story, although it's an important story. And I think the people enjoyed that. But really it was saying, okay, I can't play along with this. Mm. I can't play along with this. These people are a joke. And they are a joke. But why do people not think so? And I do wonder who does. I'd love to know when these people poll, who the polls are talking to. Because I don't know of a single person with a grade school education who doesn't understand that the FBI is corrupt. If you don't believe the FBI is corrupt at this point, then something's wrong with you and your educational level is about third grade. But Emma Jo Morris is 100% correct. That letter signed by those 51 nitwits, it's laughable. The stuff they say is laughable. Dispatching Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, to go on the Sunday talk circuit and say that Hunter's done nothing wrong. It's laughable. These people don't care if they have any credibility at all left. Because they'll still make millions of dollars being political attorneys. But it's hilarious. Normal people, I believe, see through it. But the question now remains, how many normal people are left in this country? It's a minority. It's the greatest minority in this country. Smart people. There just aren't very many of them. They want to censor your speech. That's Remember, that's the first rule in the Nazi book. And then the propaganda takes over. RFK Jr. knows just how important freedom of speech is in a democracy. We can't have a democracy if we don't have freedom of speech. It is the cornerstone of our democracy. That's why the framers put it in the First Amendment. It is, as I said, it's the sunlight, it's the water, it's the soil of democracy. Without free speech, democracy will wither and die. And everybody knows that. We've been warned about that by uh, George Orwell, Aldous Huxley, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, uh, Kessler, who says their speech. When we look back in history, they're never the good guys. And it's inevitable that if you do start censoring speech, because government abuses every power that it's given. And if government suddenly has the capacity to censor its critics, it has a license for any atrocity. There's nothing truer than that. But he's also right when he made a good point there, where if you look back in history, people who've tried to take away freedom of speech are always the bad guys. And I'll take it a step further. If you look back in history... 
and look at the way this government is being run and compare it to other governments that were being run this way, stripping American people of their freedoms, it's always the bad guy. It's never the good guy. What good guy has ever been president in our nation's history who's done to the country what the Bidens have? No one. Not even Obama. And he tried. Obama tried to ruin the country. His own wife said she hated the country. Imagine the first lady or first whatever it is of a country telling you how much they hate it. I could understand that with Macron's wife over there in France saying that she hates it because it is France. Remember, French, if it wasn't for us, you frogs would be speaking German. Don't ever forget it. They seem to have already forgotten it. And now we have freedom of speech denied President Trump by some lunatic judge. And when I say lunatic, I mean lunatic. And during oral arguments, when Trump's attorneys were making the points, this judge, by reporters that were there, said she rolled her eyes and buried her head in her hands. She is the most arrogant and disgraceful judge that I can imagine. Do you know how arrogant you have to be to pull that stunt? But she's an appointee by Obama. Obama's arrogance would do something like that. And yet Obama himself referred to himself as a thug in that interview we played for you last week. It's incredible. but true. So now she's ruled that this partial gag order, of course we don't know what it is, because she said reasonable. She used that word. Well, Trump is fed up and he's not going to keep quiet. The case is is a ridiculous case. It's a First Amendment case. But we don't want Trump to speak. So they want me, they take away your rights on First Amendment. Now they sue because so now I have one of these lunatic reporters back there saying, sir, we'd like to talk to you about your case, or, or I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Somehow that's not good for votes. Do you agree? When we say, I can't talk, I'd love to, t- I will talk about it. I will. They're not taking away my First Amendment right. Carpe diem, President Trump. Don't let him take away your rights. Don't let him have it. Can't do it. 